Welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world level. I'm the host and well-being alchemist, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I'm incredibly glad you're joining me today for this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. We are going to do something that I teased a little bit about last week, and it goes along with the vein of self-love, self-care, and taking care of yourself in 2021 because we want it to be our best year yet (laughs) so a lot of times on this podcast we talk about things with spirituality um, wellness well-being and today we are going to talk about a book called the alcohol experiment and we're also going to discuss the relationship with alcohol and just habits in general on our lives and how we can kind of take control so the book the alcohol experiment is a 30-day alcohol-free challenge to interrupt your habits and help you take control. It's by Annie Grace, and I hope some of you out there have already ordered it. If not, it's easy to get on Amazon or any of your booksellers, depending on where you're located. And she's also the author of a book called This Naked Mind. It's a really fantastic book. So to discuss it with me today, I thought I would bring in somebody who has had... um, well, I guess we've all had long-term relationships with alcohol in our life, but also who took this book to heart and did the challenge himself and can tell us a little bit about um, how it changed his life, uh, the difficulties and the um, really the successes of it. So before I go any further, let me introduce my guest today, Wayne. Thank you for joining us, Wayne. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) I am thrilled that you are here Um, and how this kind of came about. So Wayne and I have been friends for a long time and hadn't seen each other for a while. And uh, we are social friends and often it includes cocktails. And we're having a conversation about your birthday, my birthday, the holidays. And you had said, oh, I'm not drinking anymore. And I was like, oh, really? And then you kind of filled me in on this experiment you thought you would try and how it's kind of changed your life over the last eight months. So Mm -hmm. I don't wanna like give away everything. I'd love you to kind of share a little bit about why you thought, first of all, like, okay, so the alcohol experiment, the book in general, Mm -hmm. it's a challenge that helps you every single day for 30 days, right? Like this is a tool to help you get through this. Do you want to explain a little bit about the book? Um, Yeah, so, so, and and when we were talking, you know, you had been out of the country, and so a lot of things that happened. Yeah, so it was in Turkey for the (laughs) quarantine. And, uh, and, you know, normally we would have had a drink together as soon as we got back. So I wanted you to know kind of like immediately, hey, this something's changed. And so we kind of yes. got on the subject. Um, you know, looking back at the book and why I even uh, wanted to find something or was looking for something was, it was probably two months into the pandemic, you know, so a lot of things had changed. I had been furloughed um, and that was a big change. And so I, I worked a lot. And so, so I wasn't working. Um, a lot of my friends weren't working. And so something that was very easy to turn to was, hey, let's, uh, let's get on social media. Let's Zoom, let's FaceTime, and let's have some drinks. Yes, and, and I will say for you, I, I think, and so the reason I want to do it now, I should just backtrack a little bit, is because a lot of people go dry for January or February. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is a really great tool if you've ever considered going dry or to see, challenge yourself and see if you could go 30 days without a drink. Um, I just thought that this would be a good time. So that's why I'm having you on now. But you, to me, like you are so much light. You're such a happy person. You're also incredibly successful. And I feel like you're a play hard 
work hard. For sure. I, I would say it. I say, I work hard, play hard. And so then all of a sudden you're not working. <laughs> and it's like, oh, let's play extra it, hard uh, then. Yes. And so, and <laughs> yeah. so the pendulum swung. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, uh, and we were playing hard and I didn't have to be at work the next day. I didn't, you know, a day in a row in three days and uh, wow, the whole week. I didn't have to be at work. And so that Bloody Mary that was at 11 in the morning that used to be a brunch once, you know, a month yeah. <laughs> or, or a week, um, what could happen any day. And so um, I just noticed that in my friend circle, all successful people um, with running businesses and companies and um, that we were all kind of following in the same path of uh, waking up, wondering what was happening in our lives and going, let's have a drink yeah. and let's laugh. We need to like escape. Right. It, it sounds was, like fun. Let's get this. This yes. is what we do when we have fun together. A lot of times yes. we drink. And escape was yeah. probably the thing that I've learned through, you know, we'll probably talk about today. Um, we wanted an escape. And so alcohol was the easiest, laziest way <laughs> to escape. <laughs> and we associate time off in the past with, vacation with drinking. Yes. A lot of us. Yes. So all and, of a sudden there's all this time off. Like, but it's Groundhog Day. Every single day, the same thing. And all of a sudden, right. it's the normal life. It's not a vacation anymore. And then, like, I like to say, you know, life is about balance. We right. want to stay in balance. And then all of a sudden, you're off balance. Everything was off. And the alcohol, which, you know, can make us depressed. It can inhibit our emotions. All the other things alcohol does isn't just an isolated fun. It's kind of an ongoing. Right. Yeah. And so, so I looked around. I looked in my life. I looked around with my friends and, and family and and I saw some destructive uh, behavior, just things that were happening, things were falling apart. Right. Uh, and that had nothing to do with the pandemic. Yes. At this point. And I'm like, well, the one common theme with all of us is that we're drinking more than we've ever drank. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And so I started talking to a friend who uh, studied uh, therapy and is a therapist. And she was going through the same thing with her family. And she says, hey, I'm going to read this book. It's called The Alcohol Experiment. Uh, in the middle of our conversation, <laughs> she was like, I'm starting on Monday. This was Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to start. She said, I'm going to start on Monday. Um, I bought the book immediately on Amazon. I told one of my best friends who is a doctor at Duke, um, said, I'm going to do this. She said, I need to do it too. She ordered it. Uh, like all of a sudden it was like, boom, boom, boom. Here's, here's a group of that. We were going right, to do a nice it. Nice support system. Right. And it, it I was going to do it no matter what I, right. I knew i needed to you said you're coming off like your birthday's in may it had been like a oh my birthday gosh. month long it, bender <laughs> you know when you, people say oh i'm gonna celebrate the whole week or i'm gonna celebrate the whole month it was just an excuse it was time to break the habit it's like okay let's cold turkey yes we're gonna do this book yeah. yes and so i uh it was time and so i've so but i never had any tools right you know because here is one of the biggest things and they'll talk about this in the book too is that we fool ourselves by saying, well, I'm not an alcoholic. Right. You know, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't I, need it. I don't need a. I don't do it every day. I don't yeah. need a support group. I don't need to be an Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm not an alcoholic. And so we fool ourselves. And so we go, well, I'll just quit for the month. I'll do it cold turkey or I'll quit for this amount of time or I'm just going to quit. Right. And we don't do it. How right. many times do we like not make it through a, even a week? Right. You go like four or five days and it's like, oh, we were celebrating so-and-so's birthday on Saturday. And you're like, oh, it shoot. It just happened. Okay, well, I'll do it. And then I'll start again the next day. Right. And then we keep breaking. I'm, just to like give people an idea, on the back of the book, it just to give you, it says, in the alcohol experiment, Annie offers a judgment-free action plan 
for anyone who's ever wondered what life without alcohol is like. The rules are simple. Abstain from drinking for 30 days and just see how you feel. Annie arms the readers with the science-backed information to address the cultural and emotional conditioning we experience around alcohol. The result is a mindful approach that puts you back in control and permanently stops cravings. What I loved about this book is like she talks about social life and dating. She talks about uh -huh. food, so, your relationship food, with your food. Relationship with food, with your friends, dating, family, like all these things in kind of a self-judgment free Completely. Like, we're not making you feel bad. We're not making you feel like you can't control it or you're an alcoholic or you're a bad person or you are weak. It's like, these are real things. This right. is really what happens. And I just like how she relates this. It's more of like, this is just a challenge. Let's just do it. It's an see, experiment. It's an experiment. We're, we're going to see what and happens. See how you feel. And I, the scientist in me, you know, you know yeah. if you've ever like said... If you've ever said to yourself, well, let me just see what happens if this, if I do this, <laughs> you know, well, especially if it's a, positive. Totally. And your friend who's a doctor at Duke University, like, he's like, yeah, I'm doing this. Right. Like, we're going to do this together and see. And, yeah. and so it, so here was all of a sudden uh, a tool that I was like, okay, I don't have to sign up for anything. I can get this book. And it's a just, tool because every single day you said you read a chapter every day. You read one chapter and, and just like on the back of the cover, it reads, there's no judgment. Right. I was like, okay, I'm not going to be judged. Uh, I can read a chapter a day. This is going to be easy. Because a lot of things we need to make changes. Yeah. Sometimes it needs to be a little easy at the beginning. You have you to know? have focus too, like something to hold you accountable. Yes. And, and so there's like journaling in it. Like give us a little idea yes. of what each chapter so, is or how that works. So when I read basically the foreword, I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need. And so... Yes. So in general, the book, you it's 30 chapters. You read one chapter a day. Very doable. It's maybe yeah. two or three pages. Okay. And every day uh, she asks you to journal about it. And your journal can be one sentence. You know, your journal could be a page. Actually, if, if when I'm recommending, because I talk about this with a lot of my friends now, and a lot of my friends have done this. I love it. And, um, and one thing I say is, Write just enough that you know you'll read it again. Interesting. You know, if yeah. you write so much in a journal that you're like, I wrote 10 pages, I'm never going to read that again. <laughs> right. Then maybe it was good to get it out of your system. Right. Because sometimes you know? journaling can be a very therapeutic modality of meditation as well. 100%. You so know, and if, sometimes we don't want to read it because we've got it out. Exactly. And we don't want to relive the past. But sometimes we're journaling as a resource for ourselves. And for this reason, yeah. you might want to have it be very concise. So, right. because I go back, I've got my journal out. You can't see this, but I have my journal out he now. He has it sitting on his lap. And what I love when I first walked in is he said, you said in the beginning, you just did a little bit because you're looking at it kind of like, okay, I have to do this like a project for work <laughs> right. or homework. And then you're like a few days in going, no, wait a minute. This is for me. Yeah. Like I need to like release. This is not homework for my third grade teacher. This is for myself. Right. I'm going to really take it seriously. And I'm, I'm, I want to come back to that because that was day one. Oh, that was, <laughs> that day was, one. That was okay. literally day one <laughs> because you're supposed to journal every day. Right. And so, so I was like, all right. Uh, but, but just in general, that, that's, that's it with the book. It's 30 days. You're going to read a chapter a day and you're going to journal about it. And it is an experiment. So here was the thing I liked about the non-judgmental. She talks about in the book that if you mess up and you drink. Okay? Right. So you're because, like day 13 or day 12 or whatever it is. Yes, you mess if up you and do. Because I want to back up one, just one second. You're not making a commitment when you start this book. And this was so important. And this is going to be very important for anyone listening. 
you're not making a decision right now that you're never drinking again. Got you're it. not making a decision that you've quit when you start this book. This is literally an experiment to see what your relationship is with alcohol and to learn as much about yourself and how you function with alcohol I and what that. it does for you. And so, so you don't through, have to feel so strong about like, oh, but I don't want to give it up because I have somebody's wedding next month. Or it's no, not about that. It's no. like, this is literally an experiment. It's an experiment. And so one thing that she says repeatedly through the book that I just loved was, um, you know, you're going to make the decision at the end of this book, whether you would like to continue uh, on your journey of not drinking, whether you'd like to do more in moderation or if you're good, hey, you know, I can, I can drink. Uh, and so she said, you might decide at the end of this to do it another 30 days and read this book again. And I was like, okay, so I'm not making any decision. All, but here's the important part. You do need to commit to the 30 days. Right. I'm not deciding for my life forever, but I am going to commit to 30 days. Okay. And in the very beginning of the book, she says, this is also very important too. This book is not for alcoholics. You know, right. people that need medical treatment for alcohol. Right. Because it's just like you want to take control of your life a little right. bit. Like I know some of the people in here have said, like, you know, just give an example, like, does it stress you out when you wake up the next day? And you're like, oh, why did I drink last night? I had so much to do today and now I feel like crap. Have you ever forgotten or blacked out? Have you ever said Or even just minor things though, like, why did I eat that last night? I feel crappy today. And it's like because it lowers your inhibitions, you eat food that you don't like, you beat yourself up the next day. Right. Or maybe you were really looking forward to something and because of the alcohol, the hangover, like hangovers aren't always like catastrophic, can't get out of bed. Right. Sometimes a hangover is it just makes you feel kind of crappy for fog, a couple days. Mental fog. Mental it, fog. And anything. like for me being an energy healer and an empath, I know if I drink that, um, and I've said this plenty of times on here, it's not about the hangover. Even in moderation, for two, three days, sometimes a week after, mm -hmm. I'll notice my anxiety levels are higher. Maybe the negative thoughts get in a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm a little more insecure. Maybe somebody hurts my feelings. I'm a little sad about it. And none of those things are actually real. It's because my inhibitions and my energy is low because the alcohol is a depressant. Right. And it does affect us that way. Right. Um, whether we know it or not. It doesn't mean that you're always hungover or always sad. It can just tweak your anxiety. It yep. can tweak your mental clarity. It can tweak your awareness of the world around you. And, and that's why when you're reading the book, and it's called The Experiment, is because you're just going to see how your body reacts to all so of this. So when I saw Wayne, um, so Wayne is a very attractive, um, blonde, kind of Superman looking guy. And that's the truth. Very attractive man. And uh, we've been friends for a while. Um, we're similar in age. And when I saw him, I was like, wow, what, what did you do? because I hadn't seen him in about a year between me being in Turkey and business and some different things, um, COVID. Well, did you say you lost 45 pounds or something I've lost like that? 55 at this You've lost point. 55 pounds. No, I would have never said that Wayne needed to lose weight, you know, maybe 10 or 15 pounds that we carry around like our midsection. Cause you know, we're drinking and eating pizza, but I would have never said that you needed to like lose weight. You're a very attractive man. Um, and I mean, inside and out, you're even better on the inside well, than the outside. You. So I hate to talk so much about the physical, but the truth is you lost 55 pounds just by cutting out alcohol, which probably also helped you find self-love. Right. And then making better choices in your food, in your exercise, in your behavior. 
because it's all tied together. That's exactly right. It yeah. was, the, you know, it wasn't that I was drinking more. It was that I stopped eating healthy and I stopped working out. And, yeah. I, you know, and then you get into that judgment, that self-judgment. <laughs> yep. You beat yourself up. And so then you kind of reward yourself temporarily. It's not a real reward. Right. With a fun night out with friends with alcohol. Right. Or with that yummy food or something. Because we are substituting that lack we have inside. Right. With these outside sources, whether it's, you know, drinking or smoking or eating or whatever it is, any of that behavior. Right. Um, you said something else earlier that I liked too about um, the more you drink, I think the more you drink, like the more you need to because it lowers your or it increases your tolerance. Right. We're talking about like so, yes. other things in your life don't seem as vivid either. Yes. So, um, you know, a, a couple of things as far as that Annie really talks about in the book that you you have a better understanding of what alcohol actually does in your system chemically. And I mean, you don't have to be a chemical and, you know, scientist. It's just, it's all of a sudden things start making sense. Uh, Like for instance, um, you know, there's a euphoria when we drink, right? And that's the, um, that's more of the dopamine. Right, the the neurotransmitter. Pleasure. Yeah, which is addictive. It's not like serotonin. Serotonin is like more balanced. Dopamine is an addictive. It's like when you do a post on Instagram and get so many likes and it makes you feel good, it's like release the dopamine. Right. Right, it's it's not a realistic, sustainable, we need right. more and more and more. And because we're so it's, we're not running to get this, we're we're putting a foreign substance into our body. A poison, really. A po- it's a poison, right? And so we that she talks about that and how it can where that comes from as well. But um, all of a sudden, dopamine raises uh, your your pleasure, and your but your body is so smart; it, it keeps you in what's called homeostasis, and so. If we're putting a chemical... And homeostasis is in the balance. It's a right? balance. It's the chemical it's a balance. balance. And our body does it naturally. Right. That's, it's amazing. Our it, bodies are amazing. It's, 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 it's a, amazing all the things we do to sabotage it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, and so it goes, uh, okay, so we've got all these pleasure. And it goes, okay, well, we need to, you know, we want to, <laughs> we got to like bring it down a little bit, especially because uh, you, a foreign substance is what did this. Right, so instead of naturally coming down off dopamine, we put alcohol in our systems and it's like, whoa, this isn't normal. Right. So your our bodies release something called dynorphin. Okay. Okay. Now dynorphin. It's a sedative. Okay. It's the exact opposite of dopamine. Okay. <laughs> so so all of a sudden we are at a higher high, right? And so the body goes, wait a minute, this is chemically induced. This isn't natural. We're going to flood the system with dynorphine. Well, all of a sudden it starts bringing us down. Now, that's why all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, two drinks got me to a good place, right? Right. But now I need three drinks. Because what it does, it's stronger than the dopamine. So you actually go lower than where you started. So now all of a sudden you need three drinks to get to that same spot. Well, then your body's flooding with the sedative and it brings you back down and you get lower and lower. So then all of a sudden you go to sleep and that's why we wake up feeling, I mean, your body's just flooded with this sedative. Right. You didn't sleep well. To counteract the alcohol. Yes, to counteract. Now, here's what's interesting. And and I'm like, this is something that you can kind of take away from this. I'll put links in the show notes, by the way, to a lot of the things we're talking about and links to some of the science data. I'll find that and put it in the show notes. Because she has lots of really good uh, links to So anybody who's listening, don't worry about some of the terms or things we're talking about. If you're not sure, there'll be links so you can look it up. Okay, and so, continue. so it was very interesting because how I don't even how many times in my life have I said, "Oh, I've got a tolerance. 
oh, I could drink you under the table. Right. <laughs> and we laugh about these things, and right? You could. Yeah, I, mean, I could. <laughs> I could drink just about anybody <laughs> under the table. And so, and I would think about the, the happy hours after work and how I could go in and have a little dirty martini and, you know, and have a couple and, and other right. people are have like on their first beer. And I'm like, oh, you know, I need more than everybody yeah. else. And, and I, I excuse myself, right? I would excuse myself because I need more. Well, come to find out your body is so smart, right? It knows when you, uh, when your ha what your habits are and when you would normally do something. And so if you're pretty consistent at like four to six o'clock going to a happy hour, your body starts pre-releasing <laughs> sedatives. It's anticipatory. <laughs> yes. It's anticipating. It knows this dopamine, alcohol, this is coming. It's coming. To change your body chemical balance. And so it starts pre-producing this. Yes. This, well, not toxin, I'm sorry, this um, chemical. Right. To help keep your body balanced. Right. So it says, okay, we know you're getting ready to poison us. <laughs> so we're going to take care of you up front. And so it does it whether you go drinking or not. All which, of a sudden, your body starts releasing a sedative. <laughs> which makes sense because you shared this with me when I said, you know, it's interesting. I don't handle alcohol the way I used to. Now, you know, I went through chemotherapy, of course. My liver changed. My body dynamics changed. I also went for a long period of time without drinking. So that's one issue. But the other issue is because I don't really drink so much anymore, I said, well, it's really weird because sometimes I can go and have a glass, two at the most, of wine and feel totally fine the next day. And sometimes I can go and have a glass of wine and feel so hungover the next day. Mm -hmm. Like you'd think I drank a bottle of vodka and I couldn't understand. Mm -hmm. And when you explain this to me, it's like, okay, when you know, like I know I'm gonna go meet a friend and I know when I meet this particular friend, we're gonna be drinking. And I've been thinking about it all week. I know I'm gonna mm -hmm. meet this friend, we're gonna be drinking. We go drinking, I wake up, I'm fine. Cause my body knows it's coming. It knows the habits, it's so smart. It uh -huh. starts to produce this, I'm yeah. fine. Then there's a situation, not planning on drinking, end up having a glass of wine last minute, maybe don't have enough water or whatever, go to sleep and wake up and feel like crap because uh -huh. my body didn't know it was coming and it didn't have time to produce this and it's off balance. Right. Or let's say that you don't even have a drink at all. Here's what we- Oh yes, you think you're gonna go. <laughs> you have this big party planned and you're, you know, and then you don't even go. Or you just don't go to happy hour that day. And then you're, you feel sick. Yeah. That's what kind of like that withdrawal is actually more than we think it is. It's not just the withdrawal from alcohol, it's that our body's actually producing more of this chemical right. to get ready, but then we don't get the alcohol, so it's off balance in the other direction. Right, and, and we talked about this as, as a friend group as we were going through this, um, like day 17, we're like, y'all, I woke up with a hangover. I woke up with a hangover. And you because, didn't drink. No, I hadn't drank in right. 17 like, days. Wait a minute. And I'm like, that's happened to me before too. I'm like, why do I feel so hungover and tired today? And it was a hangover. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm sick. It's like, like it was I feel a hangover. hangover. I want carbs. <laughs> and it's because something would, it, a triggering event would have happened where normally I would have had drinks and I didn't, but my body still, because it was so early yeah. on. Uh, now that happens, that, that's very rare. It hasn't happened to me in a long time because that was uh, March, you know, that was, I'm You're sorry, that was in May, May. You're eight months in now, is that correct? Yes, yeah, so January, yeah, from May uh, to I, January. I'm so proud of you. Are you so proud of yourself? I am. You should be really proud of yourself. I am. And I, I love what you said was at the end of the 30 days, you're like, you know what, I feel so good and so clear. And you liked how your body was looking as well. You liked how your mind was thinking. Things were changed, sleeping, you sleep. sleep. Oh, yes, it's complete. That you're like, well, I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. And just see like how long. And when I feel like I'm going to have a drink, I'll do it. No yeah. judgment. 
And meanwhile, you haven't felt that way. No, I haven't. Because you haven't. feel so good. I feel so good. And, and you know, that was the whole thing, too, with, as you're reading the book, uh, they talk about putting some lines in place or some lines in the sand. Right. As you get to closer to the end, um, you know, she's saying, okay, you're on day 30. What have you, what do you want to do? You know, right. it's not like, okay, so did you learn that alcohol is so bad that you need to quit? Did, <laughs> did I beat yeah. this into your head yet? No. It nev- that never no. happens. She goes, okay, we're at day 30. What do you want to do? And she gives you tools. And so I want to talk, and I, well, I you also said, don't let me forget to come back to that day 30. Okay? okay. But I want to say one thing about the tools of how this is a tool. Um, and something that's very important, I learned this early on in the book, is that typically when we quit things, we use willpower. Right. And this is a very important chapter in the book. Um, but understanding willpower, it takes energy. And, and y'all, I'm, I'm applying this to everything in life at this point. Um, and, um, that let's say you want to quit, if you wanted to quit smoking or if you wanted to quit eating, uh, awful, or if you want to quit being lazy right. <laughs> you know, or if you want to quit alcohol, all these different things, it takes willpower, right? Right. And so willpower is really good if you just need to do something for short term, but because willpower takes so much energy, it's not sustainable. It's, it's completely unsustainable. It's not sustainable. And so, it's so true. what happens is we go, I'm going to quit drinking. You know, I, I've got to, I want to quit drinking. And we do it with willpower. We don't join any groups. We don't read any books. We don't talk to friends about it. We're just doing it with willpower. And then what happens is, is life happens. You, something stressful happens at work and it takes a part of our energy. Something stressful happens with a relationship. And it takes this yeah. part of our energy. Or a big celebration. A celebrate takes your energy. And all of a sudden, your energy level is depleted. Right. And at that point, because it's depleted, you don't have the energy for willpower and that thing that you were trying to give up. And you go, well, I'll just have a drink. And what typically happens is that that drink leads to a night. It might be a bottle or two bottles of wine, right? Right. And then what typically happens from that, you wake up the next day, you feel awful, and you're like, I've wrecked it. And since I've wrecked it, it doesn't matter anymore. No, for Let sure. Let me have a Bloody Mary. Yep. I've already done it. It's the same with eating. We can all, like, right? It's like, okay, I'm on a diet. I'm going to be really good. I'm only going to eat leafy greens. And then you're out and you eat crappy. And the next day you feel bad that you ate crappy. And she's like, okay, well, whatever. I might as well just I'm keep not, going now. I'll try again next week. And, and it's then, like, no, the you, self-judgment will tear you down. Right. And you, a lot of times we don't look back. Or if we look back, it's months or years later. And we go, you know, maybe I should try that again. So what I found was having a tool like this book, it gave me the knowledge of what willpower really is and what I'm doing with willpower. Right. So instead of trying to quit drinking with willpower, like I have done <laughs> many times in my life, right. I uh, substituted that with knowledge. And you, one chapter a day, one chapter very a day. doable. So not overwhelming. Easy. You have your friends to fall back on because they're doing it too. Non-judgmental. Like to, I mean, it's literally like me, all, all the things that say. we're saying where yeah. it's non-judgmental. And then, so I want to get back to one other thing. So the willpower, not having to use willpower, but having a tool is is super important and in, in why I love the book. Um, but another thing on day 30, I thought was very interesting. Or did you want to? Well, let me just jump in a couple okay. things first. Oh, I'll sure. come back to that day 30 okay. for sure. Okay. Just to give you an idea of some of the tools, like I like how she makes this real world. Like she's, a, she's just like us. She's like a normal, she lives in Colorado, she has kids, she like, you know, she's not like on her ivory tower. She's a problem drinker. She's a, she was. She right? was. Yeah, and for you, Wayne, it's like, you know, Wayne's not living in like rainbows and unicorn worlds. Like, he, you're furloughed from your job, 
you have a very close loved one fighting cancer. You've had a lot of things around you in your life that were stressful and hard. We're in a global pandemic, you're living alone. And you were able to do all this through what to some people is probably the most difficult things ever. And you were still able to do this, which is showing yourself the most amazing self-love. And I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. And I, I feel like probably this really helped you get through this oh. because it made you so clear. Um, so some of the it tools did. that were in this, because I, I haven't done the book myself and I'm starting it. I'm so excited. I am going to do it. So I wanted to interview at the beginning mm -hmm. and I'd love to have you come back on again. I've actually reached out to the author, Annie Grace, and see if I can get her to come on as well. I'm from Colorado at the end of my 30 days. So just to give you listeners, if you want to do this with me, go buy the book. We'll do it together. Um, you can DM me uh, or email me. And then Wayne, I'd love to have you come back so I can talk real world about my experience. For sure. I'm very excited. But some of the tools are like, it's like, okay, well, shoot. Okay. Well, it was my birthday this week, which it was. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I have a lot of birthdays coming up in January and February. So it's like, oh shoot. Like, how do you handle it when you are going out? Um, for dinner with somebody, especially if it's one-on-one -on -one or like just a small group, which we're doing now, if we go at all, we're doing small groups. And when somebody says, would you, you know, what do you want to drink? Or would you like something to drink? And she's like, don't say like, this is the pot, the power of positivity. Uh -huh. Like don't say, <laughs> Oh no, I'm not drinking right now. Instead say, yes, thank you. I'll take a club soda or yes. Thank you. But I'll don't take make a it a negative. Don't make it a negative. You don't have to tell everybody in that, way of like, oh, I'm not drinking right now and making it this big thing. Or a lot of people would say, I can't drink. Right. You know or, I, mean? I can't drink. I can't drink. And you're, you're putting power, <laughs> like a negativity to it. Instead, you want to embrace it right. as a positive thing. It's like, yeah, thank you. I will have and say what you're having because you're proud of yourself. You're not ashamed of this. Right. And you do want something to drink. It might not be alcohol, but you are having something to drink and you're moving on. We're not right. putting any negative energy to it. We're not making the conversation about it. And again, you talked about like doing it with friends and telling friends. It is important. We want to tell our friends and family that we're doing this um, if we feel like it. It's not, we're not hiding it. But when you're in those social situations of reclaiming your power, of stepping into your power, mm -hmm. of like, I am doing this because I love myself. It's just about me. No judgment on anybody else. And yeah, I'd like a drink. Thank you. I'll have a cranberry and soda or whatever. Right. Yeah. I love that she gives like those like scenarios of like, if you're in this scenario, uh -huh. you know, it's a family <laughs> gathering, it's a best friend's birthday, it's a wedding, it's a vacation. Like, she's like, I want you to be social. I uh -huh. want you to go out with your friends. I want you to be living your life as you live your life and also coming from a place of power. Right. And you know, it's like, okay, I have to stay home for 30 days and like, I can't go out and I have to cancel all my events. It's like, no, no, you're because you, this isn't willpower again. This is real life. Well, and you're not living you're not doing the experiment. The experiment is yeah. what happens when I go to a bar or go, you know, and obviously we're in COVID, but what happens when I do go to a, an event a or a Zoom? Still. When, yeah. I, when I go to Zoom and normally we'd all be yeah. having a glass of wine, Yeah. what happens when I'm having water? You know, right. what, what happens in that? Um, back when we were going to bars, I mean, it was like, what happens when I go to the happy hour? And that's one of the things that we journal about the next day. It's like, okay, I went to the, you know, I went to a bar last night and this is how I did felt. I have this a hard time? Happened. Yeah. Did I not? Did I, did you actually enjoy yourself? You know, and right. that's what you, she says, she, she kind of tells you, she goes, what you're going to find is that you're going to think that you aren't going to have fun because you're going to be the only person not drinking. She goes, but once you actually walk into that happy hour and you're not drinking, you'll notice all the other people in the bar not drinking that you've never noticed yes. before. I noticed that when I was going through chemo and wasn't drinking. Again, it was for a very different reason. 
but I would still have a lot of fun. Um, you know, the days I felt good, of course. And, but I started noticing how many people actually aren't drinking. They just don't make a thing about it. Right. And if you don't make a thing about it, like uh, you have a good friend in North Carolina and you know, she's gone through times where she doesn't drink and she asks for a wine glass. And for two reasons. One is people don't usually question if you're drinking something out of a wine glass. Uh But for her, she's like, I actually like holding a wine glass. (laughs) I don't care if it's water or soda, kombucha, you know, cranberry juice. I like holding a wine glass, Yeah. you know? So it's like just figuring out what works for you. Um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to be doing this. That that part's good. It's going to, I think one of the things, and I want to hit on this and then the 30 days and then whatever time we have, but uh, one thing that you're going to do in this book and, and that will translate into anything that you do in life is that she asks you to figure out where you learned, uh, where, where you learned a belief or, or where a truth came from in yes. your life, you know, and that's going to be the biggest thing. I love this, this way of thinking. Um, and that's why the book I think has helped me as, as much as it has is because, you know, you find out when you ask yourself, like, let's say, um, you know, you have drinks after a business meeting or you have drinks at a happy hour and you go, where did you learn that? You know, she asked you to ask yourself, where, right. where did I learn that? And you go, maybe, man, was I like 10 years old watching Dallas on a Friday night, you know, <laughs> right. like a soap opera? Yeah. I didn't even know what alcohol was. Right. I'd never had a drink before. But they're all dressed up and they looked happy and it was like, oh, that looks like fun. You walk into a business <laughs> meeting and what JR is like, would you like some bourbon? <laughs> you right. know, and they're drinking a beautiful, beautiful glass out of a beautiful bottle. And as a 10 year old, we learn, oh, business is done with alcohol. Right. And that's our truth. And we carry that our whole lives. And for me, too, as, as a girl, like seeing all, like the fun martini, like sex in the city, right? Like the, the martinis, the girls get together having martinis or the beach, like as a little kid going to the beach with my family and the dads would be golfing and all the moms would be having their cocktails on the beach, having so much fun. It's like, I can't wait till I'm old enough to have cocktails on the beach. Right. Right. And it's and we yeah. learn those things. And so what, what she asks us to do as you're reading the book is to go, um, OK, so the, my truth is we need alcohol to do business or to have a happy hour or alcohol. And you don't is, think, you're like, that's not true. Right. That's our, you have the subconscious programming uh-huh. that's telling you that. That's the cognitive dissonance that she talks cognitive about. Cognitive dissonance. And, I love that. And so, you know, when, so then we go, so that's what we do. We drink when we're business and that's, it's all about that. But in the book, the reason why you want to journal through this is that you sit down and go, is that true? Is that the truth? Is is business better because I'm drinking during? I mean, at a happy hour, have have I ever said something to someone I work with or my boss that maybe I wish that I hadn't said, but my tongue was wagging, and um, you know, or maybe did I wake up the next morning and go, oh, I sure hope I didn't say anything. Or even not in business, just socially, even. Yeah. You know, even socially with friends, like, did I say something last night? Yeah. That maybe hurt somebody's feelings or that wasn't appropriate or that wasn't my secret to share or whatever. Cause you're Was it great for business? You know, and so, right. so you start going, okay, well, if, if that's not the truth, then what is the truth? And so as a, I, I'm 47, as a 47 year old adult, I then define what the truth is. Right. Okay. And I go, okay, this is the truth. You know, the truth is, is that. I don't want to wake up the next day and not know how the happy hour ended completely. I don't want to go through a work event and uh, anything, say something, you know, I want to be professional. 
I want to separate that part and and really give all right. when I'm working. And, the truth and that's is, the truth. You're incredibly successful. You're number one in your company. You work for a big in your field, you know, your department. And that's all while you were foggy right. and having alcohol. Right. And you're highly functioning, like just killing it. I was, right. And you said like, it's amazing how good it feels. Like I was doing great before, I'm killing it now. Like how good you feel. Right. It wasn't like you were doing a bad job, you're doing an amazing job. It's just now you can enjoy it that right. much more. And I loved when you when you said that. I also um, liked how you said, we were talking about lowering your, not lowering your inhibitions, but kind of like dulling things. You need then more alcohol to get that same high. Right. Right. We know that like, there was a time in my life, I was in a very unhealthy relationship over a decade ago. I could easily go out and have 10 drinks a night. Uh, I was a martini girl. I would have four or five martinis and then I might switch over to wine mm -hmm. or whatever, to be honest. Um, it was not a, a, a happy time in my life. Um, on the outside, it looked amazing. On the inside, it did not feel amazing, mm -hmm. which I like, how was I not dead? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, because I mean, I looked good, but I um, was just numbing everything. Mm -hmm. you know? You're escaping. And then obviously I had my spiritual awakening. I had my cancer experience. I had my self-love journey, now my well-being. I go weeks without drinking in general. So for me, it's, I, just can't even imagine I let myself do that. Um, drinking is a poison. We know that. We're like, oh, everything's about balance. On this podcast, I talk a lot about balance. But we wouldn't say that with cigarettes anymore, right? right. We don't say it about cigarettes. We know it's bad for us. We're not right. going to say, oh, but it's in balance. And I feel like we need to get to a point with that with alcohol. It is a poison. It is. So for me, as a well-being specialist, that's how I feel. Alcohol is a poison. Mm -hmm. There is no balance with alcohol. That said, I understand the real world. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anybody to judge themselves or feel bad about it. No. You know, live your truth. Be you. But let's just give this a try and see. I'm really excited um, to to do the journaling part and look at the beliefs and the programming that I have that maybe I'm not aware of as in tune as I feel I am. I'm really excited to every day have kind of a new homework that is for my benefit really like put effort into five thousand percent for my benefit right to but my deeper understanding of who i am and my triggers as well you so, you'll learn so much the really journaling excited. is yeah. is important um don't skip through it <laughs> okay know? so actually i know you want to get to the 30 day and we're probably about yeah. to wrap up okay. so let's go down to so we've done this thing it's amazing we've done our journaling we've mm -hmm. right had these experiences and we're at day 30. <laughs> okay, so she asks, just I love this exercise, uh, to whatever you decide, she said, whatever you decide on day 30, uh, that's gonna be day 31 for you, right? Because the experiment technically is over. <laughs> right. You know, are you gonna do another 30 days? Will you quit drinking completely? Will you drink in moderation? Or do you just feel better about it and you're gonna go back to the way that we were? Whichever one of those things. She says, write some uh, things down that is your kind of line in the sand where it's your, okay, I'm if you choose moderation, let's say. Right. I'm gonna drink or, especially if I'm gonna drink or if I'm gonna drink in moderation, um, that you go, okay, well, if this happens, then I know I'm not doing it the way that I wanna do it. If I wake up and I have a hangover and I'm throwing up, if, or if, if I, I wake over and- If I black out that night. Right. If I don't remember how the night ends. If not I wake moderation. up with a hangover. <laughs> yeah. If I, you know, if I have, if, if I say, I'm not gonna drink alone at home. Right. And you do, you know, or you even think. Right, so draw you know, what your line in the sand is. Yes, and if that happens, 
just start the 30, go, you know what? I've crossed the line in the sand I need and to I'm going to do my 30 days again. Because this is self-help, self-work. Yes. So you said you have a friend, a very good friend who did this with you the first time and is now doing it the second time because he relapsed or? Decide, well, not, well, he just, you know. Not relapsed, but he like so crossed his own line in the sand. He crossed, he crossed one of his lines. And I, I was so, it was interesting. We were talking about this. Do you just, mind sharing a little bit what happened or? Um, a move. It's one of those things where it's like he switched jobs, switched moves started a long distance relationship because of the move okay it was in a it's still yeah. in the same relationship but now it became a uh, long distance and started like i said started the new job and uh over the holidays this is just recently okay. right just in the last two weeks um a, a friend came who was also isolating and this friend just kind of drank like normal you know right. well, hey let's wake up and let's have a mimosa right hey totally. let's wake up and have a bloody mary yeah it's the holidays right. and then once the friend left uh tommy started feeling like, well, let me go grab a bottle of wine and I'll just have some wine tonight. And one of his lines in the sand was, I'm not drinking at my house alone ever. Got it. Alone. Right. Because that know? was something that had bothered him. Right. Because right. it was very easy for him to get on a Zoom or get on this and, and say one bottle turned into two bottles, you know, or, right. or more. And, uh, and so he started thinking, you know, it's really not that big of a deal just to go get a bottle of wine and I'll drink and I'll watch a movie or something, you know, but it was his line. And so he calls me and says, I'm going to, I'm going to do the 30 days again. I'm re I'm starting the book tomorrow. And I can say that like, we're about five or six days in at this point and right. he's, he's back on it. And it's interesting because his conversations with me, like I pull out my journal and I'm just like, Tommy, and I'll say this to you. And I'll say it with my, my fr other friends that I've done this with, let's talk through right. this because it's fun it's yeah. actually really interesting i have some um girlfriends i'm gonna try to get to do this with me um some actually really do need to do this and a couple of them like me just want to see what the experiment is yeah just want to see what it's like and go through this it's journaling. good to talk with people and even like the little tips that she gives about life in general mm -hmm. like i just like this is just a really good it's like having a really good older sister help you navigate life <laughs> right and, and like, just know this for anyone yeah. listening you do not need to have someone else doing this. I don't want you to think that- Oh no, right. That, that if you don't have someone to talk to that, that won't be as good or effective or as fun. Um, the book actually makes it a lot of fun, gives real world uh, examples in the chapters and has an online presence. I was just gonna say, there's also online, whether it's um, the website, Facebook, Instagram, if you just Google it, you can find some online support of other people doing this. Of the same chapter, like yeah. that chapter. So where I would call one of my best friends and say, oh, what did you get out of day yeah. six today? You you could also go online and do it with people that are on day six. <laughs> and I love that sometimes, honestly, when I've had really hard times in my life in the past, I did reach out to some of these online groups because I liked the anonymity mm -hmm. of doing it with people I didn't actually know, mm -hmm. but were like-minded. Yep. Because it just, you were able to be, for me, a little bit more um, authentic and vulnerable sometimes and really just be who you are without worrying about anything else. Right. So that just yeah. know that that's out there for you too. Yeah. So I really do like those kind of anonymous groups sometimes. Yes. I really, really do. Um, there's a reason they're so popular. Um, okay. Well, Wayne, thank you so much for being my guest today on You Lost Me at Namaste. And thank you for introducing me and this podcast. It's over 70 countries now, by the way to the book, The Alcohol Experiment, because um, I think you know, it definitely changed your life, it seems like, sure. and I think it can change a lot of people's lives out there. Thank you for having me on. You're and, welcome. Uh, I'm excited to go through this with you uh, and just know, um, you know, 
it doesn't have to be 30 days you know, <laughs> talk to talk about it again. No, I would You're day to, one, to day five, day eight. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. I will do little recaps probably on every episode mm-hmm. through this time for anybody else who's following along. Or um, I do archive all these shows. I have a really nice resource library. Um, this is the third season now. And so I like people, I encourage them to go back and listen to previous episodes if something we're talking about resonates. So I'm hoping that this could be a resource for people moving forward as well. Um, so if you're not interested in doing it now, but you want to do it in March, or you want to do it in May or whatever, come back to this episode and start, and then you can hear the end as well. Um, and if you are needing a little extra, um, if you want to know more about self-love or releasing judgment, things like that, I've done podcasts on that as well, because a lot of things start from self-love. And this is just another tool in our toolbox on showing ourselves some self-love, I feel. So um, I end every podcast with a mantra, and a mantra is just for in this show, is something that we say to ourselves over and over, two or three times in a row, several times a day over the next week. And so, um, I did you have something that you like that you say? You know, uh, one thing that I said through this, uh, through this entire experiment um, that Annie talks about. Yeah. And I loved it. Um, it was instead of giving something up, what will I gain? Instead of giving something up. What will what I, gain? I gain? And so, you know, it wasn't giving up alcohol. It was never about giving up alcohol. It was about gaining my life. Gaining your life. It was about gaining so many, so many things that we don't have enough time to talk about the things that you gain. Well, you, you said I, like clearer mind, more energy, better skin, better sex. Health. Better health, things tasting better. Like so many things just got better. Everything is better. Sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Yeah. And so you, you know, sleep is a big one. Um, you know, I would say probably about 70% of my audience is women and sleep is a big issue with women in general, just because of the hormones. And I'm going to tell you one thing, when you are reading this and you get to about day 14, right. You're going to go, what is happening? (laughs) Because all of a sudden your sleep, you will be talking about it every day because you're, you won't believe how much better your sleep gets right about because it takes about 10 days for alcohol if you have one glass of wine drinks yeah one glass of wine for for the all the chemicals and everything that goes in your body it's really about a week to clear it to clear that out of the system so if you're having like a lot of glasses of wine and then four days later have a lot that it never ends so your sleep patterns never get right so anyway so you're, you're going to love the sleep part. That's wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> but yeah. Instead of giving something up. Yeah. What will I gain? What will I gain? I like that. That's great. Um, it's so true. And we start looking at the positives, you know, focusing on the new. Last week, I talked a lot about releasing the past. We don't focus on it. We focus on what new beginnings, what we want in our future. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like, what am I going to gain from mm-hmm. this? Um, okay. That's beautiful. I like it. Um, so what I'm going to put down for today actually will go right with that then. And... I like to say um, releasing versus letting go because when we release something, we're like, we can visualize that it's being pulled from us in a good way versus us holding on tight and having to let go, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times in mantras, we might say, I'm ready to take control of my life, but you're not stepping into the power of actually taking control. You're just saying I'm ready, but you're not saying I'm doing it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we're going to, I'm going to say it today with I am. So for today, it is. I am taking control of my life with strength, clarity, and love. So it's, I am taking control of my life 
with strength, clarity, and love. I am. So let's say it together. Con- okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. I, I am taking, taking control of, of my life with, with strength, strength, clarity, and, and love. love. Let's do it one more time. Okay. I am taking control of my life with strength, clarity, and love. Amen. <laughs> yes, that sounds good. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you again, Wayne, for being a guest today. Absolutely lovely. Um, hopefully, you guys can all hear us well. We are wearing masks and we are social distancing. Um, but know that all of you out there listening, you're worthy. You're enough. You were born for a reason. Your birthright is to be happy. So until next time, I love you. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you and until next time, namaste.